So this is one of our special episodes to celebrate our 100th episode of doing the Hindu Hindu podcast. We've been doing it for two years and we're so happy for everyone that tuned in, you know, gave ultimate support, whether it was, you know, requesting episodes, you know, interacting with us on social media and also sticking with us after the show ends. And today we're finally deciding to give you another taste of what was to come from season five of Legacies. And we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, exactly what she said. Thank you guys for sticking around. And I cannot believe this is our hundredth episode. Yeah, I you remember two years. <laughs> two that years. The fact that you guys have like stuck with us for this long and that we've been able to create a hundred episodes based off this one show is just I mean you know what you know what you know what let's dedicate it to all those people who thought we weren't gonna last who also right who, who, who thought we were gonna it. fall on we our faces have... <laughs> we, we got our 100th episode so thank you guys literally for your non-support because you just gave us more fire you gave us more drive yeah and it really guys... means a lot that you guys tuning every week like we thought nobody would watch it and there we got like 100 1k views in like two days there's episodes <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Guys, please and please enjoy this special episode because it is indeed one of my favorites. There's a lot that we talked about, a lot that you know you guys will we would have saw if you know we had gotten the season five. And I think it's going to bring a lot of closure to some people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know that's what we wanted to do with this episode. Our special guest, who is the best person ever, we love them. Um, and yeah. So just enjoy it and thank you so much for 100 episodes that we wouldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah, huge yeah. clap to you guys. Thank you so, so thank much. You, thank you. And, thank you. And thank you for waiting. You waited for like almost two months. <laughs> so yeah. um, thank you. Like I hope it worked the wait. I've, I've, once again, we've seen so many like questions and, you know, hey, cannons about what they think would happen with season five or after legacies. But hopefully now you have a clearer head direction of what was actually planned. And maybe you can now sleep at night. Um, and, you know, we'll see you in the comments. And this is just a reminder that we're not going anywhere. We're 100 episodes in, but let's make it to 200, guys. Let's let's keep oh. going. Yeah, we'll keep That's going. Exactly. And... I mean, we're meeting Danielle in the end of the year. Who knows? Oh, my God. You imagine that, like, a whole podcast that day? <laughs> like, us talking in the same room? like clowns yeah if that's what you guys want let us know <laughs> yeah if you also also we have any other ideas or any other videos you want us to do we have a few in mind i know a lot of you guys want like fan fictions or like confessions and stuff like that so if you want any more you know videos just give us some you know concepts in the comments and yeah enjoy bon appetit. enjoy <laughs> Hey guys, it's Iz. Hey guys, it's Nog. Hey, it's Robin. Hi guys, it's it. And I'm Jen. Hi. <laughs> and, and Jen is back to talk Jen about, you know, the rest of uh, big big clips. Um, we're going to be talking about some more of the season four outfits that we probably didn't get a chance to see or talk about before. Um, the last time we talked was around, was it full, like early season four, I believe? 
Yeah. So we have a lot of outfits to... 408 had just come out, or which is 404 for you. So that was that was the last that time that we close. we talked. So right. we're, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the first question is, what was the most challenging outfit to put together? Um, it's the costume that uh, none of you got to see. No. <laughs> oh. oh, that's the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to literally explode one of by myself. Oh. Can, can oh you say God. who it was for, or you're not allowed to? I, I feel like, I mean, the show's canceled, so <laughs> I feel like I can't. Oh. Um, and I am um, eventually going to post it. Like, it's one of those I was waiting to make sure that, you know, it was okay to talk about or not talk about. So hopefully it's okay to talk about. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, Kronos. Oh. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. Oh, I'm I, done. Okay. I was waiting. To so see excited that. for Kronos. That is. There's <laughs> no um, five look. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my god, it was going to be amazing, and we were robbed. It yes. Per usual. Per usual. Yeah. And the season was actually going to uh, close on his reveal. Oh god. No. No. Oh. Who's <sighs> gonna open the cask? Okay. Who's gonna open the cask? I had read. I had read that though. I had I read. Think like, it Jen. Brett, I think it was Jen. Brett. Brett did like an interview or something yeah. like that, where he said that they had a scene with um with Jen? Piper that wasn't in yeah. the finale. That was like her only episode or, or her only scene or something. Oh, that's just. It was a Piper, and then she would go to Ben and Jet. Correct. Yeah, because uh, like I expected, I thought we were going to be um get a scene like a um Jen and like Ben scene, but we never got one. So and we were there was um but oh my god robbed again robbed every time we every time we talk about something it's another deleted scene. <laughs> Honestly, there was there was a um a lot that was in the finale script that didn't make it on there's a lot that we filmed for the finale that didn't make it in the final cut which is always you know heartbreaking heartbreaking (laughs) um but Kronos was definitely while he was one of my favorite characters to design for um there was so much loaded behind his reveal that it was the hardest to design because there was no time um, and it, it was so loaded of, well, what season five is going to be, what that means for his character, what we need it to look like for this great unknown that we were going into. Um, and so it, you know, it was definitely the hardest also because it was the end of the season and the finale itself was a giant episode for costumes to begin with because while you guys didn't get to see it, most characters had four to five changes um, yeah. throughout the episode. You guys only got to see a portion of what we actually ended up doing. So it, it was it was just a lot all to happen at once. Um, so yeah. 
That was so sad because we miss out on all of the mythology stuff yeah. that's set up. We miss oh, out on Landon's entire story now. Like it's just. Oh. Yeah, well, we I, have. I, at least we got like a Landon change of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I at least got one new thing on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I fought so hard, um, but definitely was planning on getting more in there uh, for season five. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine what he'll wear in season five though? Oh, stop oh it. No. So, because, like, I, like, we're sitting here trying to imagine how like Kronos will be introduced into season five and we couldn't even see the costume. Like, oh, this is the biggest. Every time we talk is a robbery, I swear to God. Um, what is your favorite outfit from season four? Outfit out of everything altogether? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I would say um, Lynn. She okay. She was, was she, she kind of based like a like a Nimue kind of like feel to her because she was like I know we had a Lady of the Lake, but like that's kind of how I the feeling that I got was she she was kind of like a Nimue like that was kind of the feel of her of like because she's so associated with like the boat and the water and everything like that and. For me, I wasn't really going in the Nimue kind of way, but in the, um, like, for the gods, I definitely did a very heavy kind of inspiration on the sacred geometry end of things, especially for Ken. And then for Jen, she was a bit more on the organic sense of things. And so for Lynn, I felt that she was kind of an amalgamation of the two and met somewhere in the middle. And that she was very inspired by um, both Art Nouveau and Art Deco architecture, as well as clothing. And that um, she was the marriage of the structure of the ancient gods, but also you know, she was a rebel as well, just like Jen. And so she had bits of the organic elements to her. And so that's kind of where I took the inspiration, Hades wise, very like- So she was kind of uh, associated with Hades. Very much so. Okay. Cool. Um, I I made a Hades prediction like way back when as soon as Limbo was introduced. And I was like, okay, that's like Hades is, yeah. Like, and and Landon kind of being like a Persephone type where he could go between both, you know, worlds. Um, but that was kind of what I had thought about that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just- <laughs> and so if you look at some, like Lynn's jewelry, her necklace um, has uh, um, a Cerebus on it or our version of the Cerebus to it um and so we have all these different little nods to her as Hades like through her jewelry and costume and everything and so it was we didn't want to make too far of a leap um from the ferryman as well like we wanted it to be an obvious kind of transition um but also that she was very much her own thing as well and not entirely the ferryman um and to us as a character with her you know, she was this glamorous and powerful uh, god at one point, and then, you know, slowly her soul was kind of 
wasted away into what the ferryman became. And so we just kind of wanted to show where she originally had been before all of that time. And all of the ferryman duties had kind of eaten away at her. Yeah, I mean, the reveal was so awesome because like we were introduced to Limbo like at four, early season four. And then to like finally see by the end of the season how there was actually more in depth and how it wraps around like with Ken and the gods. So I'm just like the outfit and then like seeing yeah. you know, once again like the actress like it matches so well and you would never expect it because like I just thought it was just like a monster <laughs> like a literal monster yeah. that was like blue eyes and everything and then when you know the friend was like Landon come on sorry about the dog I'm like they having a conversation and then it's the reveal it's, it's facts that it was also uh if you they were introduced in season three yeah so it's Cleo, like because Cleo summoned the Chiron or summoned okay. Chiron, like to to you know find Landon and you know even though it technically was a monster it was one that she created but like but it's I was so happy seeing seeing Tasia because we met her since the hundred so yeah the hundred and that was, little, that was a good one too I yeah, love Tasia as an actress on the yeah. one but like getting to work with her was just such a dream she's truly like one of the most beautiful people inside out. She's just stunningly gorgeous, both in spirit and presence. And so it was just truly wonderful getting to work with her to create Lynn. We could see more of her in the show. Yeah. Yeah, Would we have seen more of Lynn in season five? Was she? They were leaving it open-ended. It was, there was never a like hard definitive. I mean, she goes to peace, but uh, time it's the tbd world like yeah. literally nobody yeah. nobody can be like, you know gonna come back with landing for rules can change at any time so yeah. it, you know one of those yeah she's going to peace but there's also you know we'll see well Landon yeah, I mean, technically get messages from peace so it's not but she's also a god so she could travel yeah exactly Exactly. There's definitely, um, yeah. Open Welcome to the Vampire Diaries universe, yeah. where nobody's Welcome actually dead. We're also, yeah. we're also taking the fact that Landon is now a god because he technically has Lynn's powers. So okay, okay, yeah. I mean, what does he come back and tell Landon like, oh, so you already went against one of the rules I told you within <laughs> one day? That's nice. So no, I think it's like, interesting and and. I know this has nothing to do with costumes. I think it's interesting that in Limbo, he can feel everything, but it's the real world where he can't feel everything. And it's like such a twist because you would think like in Limbo, that would be when all of your emotions and everything would be dulled. And then when you're in the real life is when your emotions would be like high up and frazzled. So it was, it was like the fact that they switched it completely for him was like, he can feel everything for hope and his love and everything in Limbo. But then the minute he crossed that threshold, it was like, it was like, for me, it felt like a way to keep him tied to limbo because when, when yeah. he was in the real world, why would you want to go back if you had the power to stay, if you had yeah. this love that you could not, like that, that all you did was feel, right? So if you can't yeah. feel it, then there's no reason for you to stay. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. It makes sense because like when you're watching it, you don't really know if there's a time limit for how long a god can be on, like the plane that Hope's on. 
So if he if there's an undefinite amount of time, he could probably stay there forever and then just come to limbo when he pleases, which is probably what they don't want to happen. So. Yeah. And him taking over as the ferryman just to me personally felt like the most perfectly landed thing to happen um, because he is. We knew it was gonna happen. Oh so, yeah. You know, so, I know. Like I kept seeing you guys predicting it, and I was like. Keep <laughs> you know, like, can't give anything away, but hey, you guys are really on top of a lot of uh, predictions there. Um, it's funny because like we always pictured Landon as like a counselor, like when they went, like yeah. graduated yeah. school and were adults and stuff. And we always joked that like Hope would be, would take over the school and Landon would be the school counselor. And then so seeing him be the counselor in limbo, just basically reiter like reiterated the fact that we knew Landon so well that that's exactly what he would do. Yeah. Yeah, it was very perfectly beautiful for his character, in my opinion. When it comes uh, to Landon, he's never going to pass the chance to help others, so. No. Exactly. Yeah, um, and that's just, he, he truly gave, like, the ultimate sacrifice, and that's just what he would do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My son. And, and um, you could address his mom. Like you got Sayla gotta come back and you gotta address her. So that was yes. fun. And thank God. <laughs> she we still had her costume from season one and she fit in it and it was great. Oh she's Bless. beautiful too. Oh my god. I've I, been I've been wanting <laughs> I've been wanting her back from like the beginning. For ages, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like seeing her back, I was like, yes, he's gonna get that goodbye with his mom. And it's just like it was perfect. I, I absolutely loved yeah. it. I mean you really gotta dress not... oh go ahead. Sorry. You really gotta dress a lot of like previous characters in this season. Yes. Like you know bringing like Marcel and Rebecca and Freya and 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 um, bringing like Elijah's suit back and stuff like that. So it was really like you gotta Sayla and is there anyone that didn't come back that you would have loved to dress? Um, I mean, I'm sure everyone has like someone they they would want to come back, but I felt like we definitely got who needed to come back story-wise, you know, um, the fact that we got Joseph to come back for class oh, was just, I mean, we were all elated. Um, and then the fact that, like, I, we could actually get his costume from when he died because, you know, he has gone on to peace and technically, you know, you go to limbo and what you've died in. And then, you know, we had this whole discussion of like, does that change when they go to peace? But then that creates a whole other narrative that like, we didn't want to take away from the story. And I'm like, he needs to be wearing this. Like it's a, yeah. the fans, like I felt it was very important to get him in that outfit. And we were lucky enough to be able to track down the pieces and get it all together. And, to ship it off to Toronto and it was this whole whole very uh for a costume designer like holding your breath hoping it all works out kind of yeah but it did and it was like I was just so glad that we were able to make that happen and then um 
having Carolyn back was really quite lovely. Um, yeah. Candace is just, she's just such a lovely, lovely human being. They all were. Everyone from the previous series were just truly wonderful. And it was nice to get to have that time with them. And um, when we were going through our stock and everything this year, I actually found some of um you know, Carolyn's jewelry and stuff. And so I tried to bring that where I could back into um, just little bits and pieces here and there. Oh yeah. That was the one thing is our friend Pia is like huge Caroline fan. Yeah. And was she, she wasn't wearing her wedding ring. She wasn't like she chose uh, what she was going to wear and things. Right. But um, you know, that was, not necessarily a, a me thing. It was a props and with her and stuff. So, but okay. So the next question is more of a checkup update. Um, how's your sleeping schedule? <laughs> How has it been? <laughs> it's been nutty. Um, I'm still very much like, where am I right now? Am I in Los Angeles? Am I in Atlanta? Um, <laughs> It's, it's, you know, uh, it's been a little crazy in the, like, are, are we canceled? Aren't we canceled? We're wrapped, but we don't know what's happening. Um, and then obviously we were part of what we now call Bloody Thursday. And <laughs> oh, wow. Bloody uh, Thursday? Yeah. It, was the, it, was, it was the CW Red Wedding. That's, that's it really was. Well, I mean. It was and, one after the other, like. Yeah, within hours like that, I've never felt that much like beating in my chest before in my life. It was a blood just to be the last. It was was like really, yeah. And I really felt for a lot of um, the directors on our show. You know, will direct other CW shows, and so for a lot of them, literally every show that they worked on was just gone. Yeah. Wow. It in a moment, you know, yeah. and so it is one of those like weird. It was it was a sad, sad day, <laughs> you know, yeah. for not just us as legacies and the TVD universe, but like for fans of the CW and employees of the CW as a whole. And so, you know, it's we were all pretty shocked. <laughs> like it wasn't you know, people keep theorizing of if we knew or anything like that. Like, we all knew there was a chance, but at the same time, we really didn't think that yeah. this was going to be it, so. We, we also didn't believe that. Lex is not going to be concerned. And then we're like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, was, we, we planned for the worst, but hope for the yeah. best, you know? Um, and we were all very glad that we planned for the worst since that's what happened, but... It was still very much a shock. So. It was very frustrating to like see people say that it was canceled because like, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it was like, no, actually it wasn't. wasn't. They had other plans for like season five. And like, it's just, it's, it was frustrating. But I can tell you that even now, Legacies fans are still fighting. They're still. Yeah, we are. It's just it's like, so wonderful. Yeah. And like, it warms all of our hearts. Like, it really the it's like this double-edged sword of it as well is that like 
you know, we're sad that it's gone. Um, but then it's another level of grief of how much you all love it and how much the fans really brought to the experience of it as well, that it also makes it just that much harder that it's gone. Um, because, you know, we all love like bringing this to you every week and working so hard for you guys and trying to make something really beautiful that everyone could enjoy, you know? I know not everyone always enjoyed it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, for the most part, <laughs> we worked our pets off. Important people. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Anyways. Um. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the next question is, how was styling Lizzie from being, you know, a siphon witch to then being a heretic? Um, I really enjoyed the journey that Jenny and I got to have over this last season of developing um, just, I mean, her character out of everyone, I think, had the most roller coaster of costumes because... Yeah. You know, Hope had a lot of change in hers, but like Lizzie's truly just went. Like, yeah. um, you could very much see her ups and downs. And there were a lot of costumes for her that we both really loved because in one scene she could play them up as very powerful. But then in another scene, you could see the vulnerability and softness in it. And so it could feel badass in the moment, but then, you know, when she was kind of withdrawn and feeling insecure and upset with herself and the choices that she made, you could see that as well. And so um, uh, that all of those emotional moments were the driving force of what she wore throughout the season of when she was at her ultimate badassness when she actually started to look like hope in different ways and when she and aurora were together in their kind of ways and you know we played the most with her kind of movement throughout the season and i thought we got to end her on a very like lovely kind of way of you know we did it with hope as well where they can never go back to who they were before because of all the chaos and destruction that they both created. They're both forever changed, but um, able to show kind of this new character that they are, but also the parts that they took with them from before as well. I really loved the distinction when Hope was battling her humanity and you could see the softer humanity and then the non-humanity, like how sharp and hard she was. And then soft humanity was like hope in 312 when, you know, like it, it was so nice to see that even though she was, it, they were so different, but still mm -hmm. similar in a sense, because it's still hope. But like, it was nice having that difference between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this season... Um, I really loved like all of Lizzie's outfits. I think one of my favorites is like 412, which is like 48, is it? Um, when she was over with Aurora and her and Holt were trying to torture her. I just love yeah. how like with this, this whole season, you can really see like the kind of the shift of her clothing to mm -hmm. even how it somehow matches like Hope's in a kind of a sense to her yeah. like, you know, going with Hope after leaving her family, um, you know, in the school to like try to, you know, 
potentially find out how to rewind things. And then to finally see like the aftermath of when she comes back, like Hope, and then the outfit's back to softer colors, like Hope and um, I think it was like 417, um, I mean 418, where they're like in green and like more vibrant colors. Yes. You get to see how they like, they're falling back into themselves before, which mm -hmm. is yes, you know, they can't fully be how they were before season four, but they're more mature and it's like they're more of their mature selves. So it was it was great to see how like the costumes were telling a story without being obvious. So that's what I, I loved about this. I love that Lizzie had a lot of like off the shoulder stuff. Yes, and it was the asymmetrical kind of feel for her I felt was really great because she was so often at odds with herself throughout the season and struggling to figure out where she belonged, what she was feeling, where her alliances were, and, you know, struggling in this new, um, you know, being a heretic and what that meant for her and trying to make amends, but also still being powerful and having agency with herself. So it, I enjoyed kind of playing with those little... It also, like, for me, it kind of felt like her having that, um, it was kind of like it was torn across her body almost in a sense and being a twin and then her twin leaving feeling very like ragged and like a puzzle piece and there's like pieces of her that are missing and like having pieces of her have her clothing missing like even though it's it's very pretty and like the way that it is is that it just shows that she's not like complete i guess she doesn't feel complete because like i can't imagine as a twin having someone there your entire life and having someone to lean on and then all of a sudden just like being thrown on your own to the wolves and not having that anymore and not having that balance yeah yeah that's what yeah. it is it's balance she just felt very off balance but it was still gorgeous nonetheless yeah and it, and it was continuous as well because you know once Josie left she went to hope as like trying to fit that puzzle piece together and then that alliance kind of ended because her and hope were so indifferent yeah and then aurora came yeah. so it was never like she never found that equal that she had with Josie, which is why like you know the asymmetric thing continued until the final end, which was like seven eighteen, where you got to see everything come fully together. Yeah, and I felt in um, four seventeen with that asymmetrical top that is like where she really started to find her balance again, mm -hmm. like, and then you see it continue into um, you know like. 418, 419 and stuff. And it just, she starts to solidify more as being confident in who she is now and moving forward with everything. Yeah. Um, the next question is, what character has the most similar style to yours? That's an easy one. Um, anyone, you could ask that to anyone in my crew and they would then be able to tell you <laughs> it's Cleo. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with Cleo, I really want to, like, her outfits are just so amazing. Like, between yeah. her and Finn, it's, like, outfits that I just want to, like, fill and take it to my closet. But, with, like, with Cleo, she's just, like, so artsy, and mm -hmm. you can kind of really see it in her outfits and her jewelry. And I just know that you had a fun time, like, putting it all together. Because in some way, it kind of expresses yourself as, as well, like, what would fit her and the storyline, mm -hmm. but also, I can kind of see myself wearing it as well, so... Exactly. Yes. And there would be days where like I would just come into work and they're like, oh, you're dressed very Cleo today. And I was like, well, I've had this for six years. So <laughs> <laughs> it's more like this is just me. 
and someone else. So yeah, it, I, I, I can do that though because as a designer, you, you're artistic and you're kind of a muse in a sense, the same way that Cleo is. So I can kind of like I can see the the way of bringing that into her and into like her strengths and her abilities and stuff too because that's kind of what you do. So yeah, Cleo is definitely my muse. <laughs> I mean, also in general, as a human, it should be everybody's muse, but, yeah. you know, it definitely, um, she was where I just clicked the uh, most naturally to the point where um, sometimes like our shopper would be like, you, you already bought everything needed for Cleo, right? You don't need me to look for anything. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I got her. Like even during um, our Christmas break, I like I can't turn it off. Frankly, I just I can't. It's really hard. Um, but even during the Christmas break, I was on the beach ordering clothes for <laughs> you because know, it's just me. Um, so yeah. So how speaking of Cleo, how did you want to like? show the difference between her being an oracle and then her being a fury like so for the fury sense of things i did start very subtly bringing it in before the audience knew anything i started bringing like the rose quartz and tourmaline and stuff into her jewelry and also bringing in even more um celestial kind of prints and patterns into her clothes so that there you can see that like little bit of twist of darkness and power starting to happen in her um so I was trying to slowly bring it in. We were definitely going to go in harder for season five with it um, because that is when she's fully realized and stuff. But hmm. yeah, like her moon. I really loved her moon necklace with the yeah. stone. And yeah. yeah, thank you. That was that was a little guidance into her theory. Dumb. And then, I um, I kind of thought she was going to be a fate. But then I didn't even think about Fury. Like I, it, you know, just because she was an Oracle, I was like, oh, fate would work with, mm -hmm. you know, like being one of the Moray sisters. But like, you know, the Fury was super cool too. <laughs> yeah, I I loved where it was earlier in the season. She thought she had lost her powers, and that wasn't it at all. She's actually so much more powerful than yeah. almost everyone. <laughs> And I just loved that kind of twist there. And it's like, oh no, you didn't lose your powers on. You're you're insanely powerful. Yeah. Um, thanks, thanks so powerful you can kill a god. Yeah. And it was funny, it was Vartimus who mm -hmm. brought that to her. Like it okay, Vartimus for me, because you know, he's Wesley for me. He's like always <laughs> yeah. yeah. So having him in that position as quote unquote watcher at the Salvatore school was mm -hmm. like, and then him talking to um, Alaric, I wanted to say Giles for a second, wrong show, <laughs> talking to Alaric about wow. um, these kids, like they're the future and stuff like that. And like how, you know, like yeah. Alaric shouldn't be treating them the way that he's treating them. Maybe he should give them like more trust and everything. Mm -hmm. And then to the point where he also says to Cleo, like, I don't know exactly what he says, but it's your, your powers aren't lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. So like having you're so much in, more. 
yeah, like I really loved the fact that they had him bring that in because he was such, um, because he's such, he's a lesser character and I mean, Buffy people obviously understand, but like non-Buffy people don't, mm -hmm. but like having him in that role was very like almost therapeutic. Like I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once again, like he kind of the same thing with Hope as well. And it was a 410. Yeah. He told, you know, Lizzie that Hope's in a dark place. So like for him to be a lesser character in Legacies and he noticed like these certain things in each character is very telling, especially with Cleo who came to, you know, came to Salvatore school and we're trying to was trying to fit in and then realizing that the thing that made her fit in she lost to then see that she's more powerful than what she is and then see like a shift in clothing and how she's more comfortable and she's more able to express herself and especially with Caleb and how she feels you really get to see how she's you know settling into her new home even when like in the finale where she was sitting into the headmistress desk like yeah. you're seeing her like approach it in like a new stage form to where you're like listen you're, you're not just a muse who Malivore, you know, he knew, uh, Malivore already knew that she was going to be something greater than what she was, mm -hmm. and now she knows, so, Aurora, thank you, because um, <laughs> you, you lost, again. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, yeah, I loved what we got to do for her, for both the fight against Aurora and Ken, but then also um, the headmaster's office. And yeah. I know for I was like, did she just see herself as headmaster? Like, is that? Yeah. I, I can't like, say definitively yes or no, but <laughs> that's how I took it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it makes yeah. sense though. It makes it sense does. because, it makes like, sense. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because her conversation with MG because MG he wanted to be a leader, you know, for like since the beginning of time, and to see Cleo kind of give him advice and have him approach situations. And how she took control and told Lyric, like, we can do this, even though we're both powerless, we can, you know, came up against the clown monster. She's done so many like like steps that you probably wouldn't even really look and approach. And yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Speaking of clown monster, <laughs> <laughs> as a horror movie fan and a huge Pennywise fan, okay. let's talk about the inspiration for that because I you, you guys know I was geeking out over that so hard. I think that would be the second hardest one to design from the season because there was there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of thoughts. He was like, it. Um, he was just like, like, yeah. She's having a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, people have a whole lot of thoughts and feelings about clowns to begin with. Yeah. Um, and so you get all of those opinions together. <laughs> so there's a lot of thoughts already there. And then trying to disseminate those thoughts and figure out the right direction of where they want that to come from. And then also creating that, the backstory of his origins um, and what he came from that, you know, it's a lot to lots to figure out and I was very happy with like where he ended up but it was also a big process <laughs> and yeah, like, I mean, the idea of paper was because was from them like yes throwing in the paper yes the fire yes but that's also a play on what they did for Christmas where they throw the wishes into the fire with the paper too yes so that was yeah yeah and so um it, 
it was interesting going back into like ancient Egyptology and reading about the origins of witches there. And then also reading about the origins of effigies throughout history and what was important and how things were utilized for different effigies throughout time and the symbolism there and everything like that. And it was something, it went, he, the clown went through a whole lot of different iterations of what his true origin was and where we finally landed and all of that jazz but um what ended up being the clown the most was driven from you know the these people writing their sins and their fears and everything and throwing them into the effigy and that he was born out of you know this effigy and engulfing those, you know, sins and fears and everything. And so with his costume, like we tried to incorporate a lot of that in there. Um, so most of the fabrics uh, you would see on him have a paper like feel to them. Um, there's a lot of leathers, there's a lot of skin textural kind of things uh, to him as well. And so it, it was a, some people wanted him to be more stereotypical clown-like and then others didn't. And so it was just finding that right balance of, okay, he says clown, but he doesn't say clown. Right, yeah. And originally he had a bit more of a uh, medieval renaissance kind of inspiration to him um, that we all moved away from because we did end up having more of the origin story where it was around, um, basically around the time that Pompeii exploded um, was where we ended up time-wise for him. And so just really truly taking it down to the bare bones of uh, the, papyrus and natural materials and things like the wood and stuff like that that would have been real at that time and so that that is then what spawned future iterations of the clowns that we now know so it was trying to take him to his very base <laughs> that no one's ever seen before and then that's what grew from it and so while he has a bit of the like rough happening with the paper and everything that was because it was the crumpled up paper thrown mm -hmm. in the effigy and so throughout the rough and the paper bits like y'all can't see it but it is there <laughs> um are words in latin of different sins and that's what i was wondering if they actually had words on the papers of it was like like I describe it as like a dear diary type thing because yes. people write their sins and, and thoughts and stuff in a diary. Yeah. So like he was almost like he had those yes. on him. Yeah, he did. It was it was all over. And, you know, again, it's like you could between the lighting and the movement and all that jazz, like you don't always get to see those little things, but it was very much there. Um, and so also uh, the rough, it was. I need to post this because I love burning things. <laughs> it's like a weird, I'm like a pyrotechnic for my own costumes, but <laughs> like we burnt so much of his costume just for it to have that born of the fire kind right, of thing. Yeah. And so the paper had burn marks all up throughout it, as well as all of the 
um, sins written in Latin, but I had a whole list going that I did up on Sunday. It was great. You know, the, <laughs> the old Catholic in me <laughs> had a whole lot of fun. No, I was a huge fan Getting of the clown, so. <laughs> I mean, like, like, the clown is intimidating, but, like, the costuming is just so amazing, though. Because, like, I expected, like, a literal clown, but to see how there's, like, you know, dimension to, in the background to how the clown was made, essentially, but also how the approach of it is scary, such as, like, the venom causing hallucinations, and the way for you to beat it is, like, by, like, laying it all down. It's such a different approach, which is why, like, the episode is probably an episode that I love, like, definitely one of the top three out of the whole season, just because of how different it is, because it's still dark due to the clown, but it's, like, once again, you know, the, the Super Squad come together, but you're also seeing the clown effects on the actual students, like Hope, and, I mean, mo mostly her, but it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And Jed, I really love yeah. how his story got to evolve. Um, so beautiful. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and with the clown, we also really wanted him to have uh, not quite a humanly feel to him. So he, his body is very built out in different ways. And like JJ is just so good at, you know, doing a little bit of everything, like being the ferryman and having like, you know, just kind of an amazing range of movement. And so we were able to have it where like the shoulders are built out, like his, the one elbow is built out even further and like his knees are juxtaposed so that there's nothing that looks human quality wise to him that it, you can see where it's like, oh, he was of sticks basically because it's just that whole different kind of anatomy. Basically. That's what I don't think people understand is how much actually like thought goes into these we see them on screen and then people are like yay or nay or whatever like they don't actually think about how much detail is actually in each you know costume specifically like like one like the monsters like the ferryman like the clown um and because we don't see them for very long or it's one episode and then it's forgotten um but to see like and to hear you talk about like the the work you do before you even work on the costume itself is yeah. like he know. was the for this season um he was the longest creature in development um that was brand new uh we had started talking about him in um it wasn't it was not early november not quite mid-november that like around around like 10. <laughs> of November. Um, and there had been originally talk of him being in the uh, carnival episode and things, but then, you know, stories evolved and they found a better story for him, you know, and doing this origin with the Egyptian witch and ancient Rome and everything. And, um, and so he kind of got moved into that. So that's also, you know, his inspiration and origin change, but, you know, it was, starting off with different research and finding not just clown elements throughout time, but like the gestures and, you know, the Egyptian witch origins and things of that nature so that like we could see where we wanted it all to go. Um, and yeah, so his was the longest that was in development for the season because uh, we ended up filming him towards the end of January. 
So it was also a very quick, even though he was in development for a very long time, a very quick turnaround of actually um, producing him because uh, we had COVID shutdowns and everything. And so when we came back, it was like, oh, and now he needs to be made, but in like, no time because half of the creatures department was out with COVID and like it was just grabbing people wherever we could and getting them going and you know yeah one of those funny things where he's been talked about for so long and yet oh yeah get him done so well he came out amazing yeah 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 and plus like that 414 was it was probably the best time to put him in there I don't I can't imagine him just attacking like you know Hope and Lizzie during a carnival episode, and you know and be robbed out of Jed's storyline. I feel like it was the best way to introduce you know something that Jed would never knew that he would experience until it was brought back to life, but also to see you know more so it like it teach you know Cleo with such a different perspective, and then you got them realizing that this can make Hope humanity come back. So it's not just like a like it's more so everybody like you know you got more in depth about Caleb and why. You know, Cleo and you know, potentially the gates and locked her up. Like, you're seeing different characters, you know, perspectives regarding to this clown. So, once again, it, it came out perfectly well, especially with that episode. And so. Alaric starting to like face his own demons and being yeah, back, definitely. yeah, in limbo and everything. It just, I, I thought it was the perfect vehicle. And I mean, clowns, you know, it, so many people are so scared of clowns, and so. I kind of knew I was at least going in the right direction design wise when my husband like sat down next to me as I was working on him and went, ah! and so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on the right path. This is good. <laughs> so you're telling me it's good. <laughs> like if he's scared, then yeah, I'm doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't while the movie it and like definitely scared me in my youth and stuff like clowns aren't something that for me I find terrifying yeah. like not something that freaks me out and so it was a like am I making this creepy and scary enough kind of thing and so you know I sent it to people who definitely would not want to see it and like ask for their reactions yeah <laughs> But even but even like the like the lore in the beginning of the episode, like the costuming for you know the lady that comes into the village and Pissacurs, like even her costume was amazing. And you really just knew like this episode was about to hit with the costume. Yeah. So she like, was one of my favorites. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought we were gonna see more of her. I was like, oh, she's gonna be a guy, we're gonna see it, but no. <laughs> I, I know I had hoped because she's also just a lovely and amazing human. Um, and so it was one of those like, oh, I want you around more. Um, yeah, I did like the whole like the whole cloud thing bringing out Jed's because like I had been waiting for Jed's storyline. Uh, I had talked to Ben in October mm -hmm. of last year, and he was saying it's like just get ready, Jed's Jed's yeah. storyline is coming, and I was like okay, I'm ready. And the way that it was, it was announced, I was like, yep, this is perfect. I it absolutely love it. it did not I was like, it did not disappoint at all. Yeah, it, it was, was yeah. So it was great to see that that was the beginning point of like everything. And then the build yeah. up afterwards was amazing. Yeah. He and I really loved like getting to talk about, you know, taking Jed from 
this stereotypical jock bully and moving him into this, you know, new, like his true self coming out. And it was something that was both, it was very important to both of us and like finding the right times and also finding the nice little places where um, he and Ben might coordinate hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love them. Playing oh. <laughs> Yeah, we're in love with Ben and Jed. Like, we're just... Like, Such a beautiful oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I had said from the beginning that um, I wanted Jed to be, like, sexually fluid. Like, that was, like, the one thing I wanted from the beginning. Oh, and when, like, literally, like... When it, Ben we, unwrapped himself and... Oh, oh with his eyes. And Jed had, like, the total gay panic of, like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> there. When they were doing the party for Alaric and he was just staring at the bikes out, I'm like, Sir, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> With little cannon, we were all yeah. happy. We were like, oh, look at that. <laughs> when, you, when you dressed Zane, it was to accentuate his muscles and his, like, <laughs> accentuate these? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which my husband was very jealous of. <laughs> he would be, he would watch the episode with me and be like, "I see what you did there." <laughs> and I'm like, Zan and I definitely had way too much fun in this. Yeah. <laughs> So him and him and uh, uh, Ben and uh, Zane's interactions on Twitter are the funniest yeah. thing too. Funniest. They like, <laughs> they're so funny. I love it. I wish you all could see just their chemistry in real life together because it just like they they hit it off as friends in such yeah. like a beautiful way and dear God the um, the scene in the finale where um, they wake up the next morning and I mean yeah, yeah. ladies <laughs> the goosebumps I had watching that I was like. Oh goodness gracious! I feel like I shouldn't even be watching this. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're interrupting yeah. something. You're like, yeah. whoa, okay. And I then I want to the like, for behind. The, like the two of them, and and the work that they would do on their own before they even got to set it was just amazing. And the way they found those characters together and developed that relationship was just so beautiful. And yeah. you believed the sincerity of it so much. And like, even when they had their first kiss, I would, oh and I like, I was holding my breath. Like it just, the electricity in those moments, it's beautiful. one of those, I hope it came through to you guys because oh, yeah, when I watched it, oh. I just the chills still like hit me, you know. You think they in the, when they they were fighting and then mm -hmm. oh, then say that he he loved him. That's uh -huh. the oh my god, they were because real. The pain. No, when no, I have said this from the especially the the one of the first times we saw Zane on screen is when he had that scene with Asher. And he like had that scream and then it kind of paralleled when Jed died. I was like, can we just talk about like, it was just like, it was just perfect. I was bawling my freaking eyes out both times. It's just, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it's so sick because I was like earlier this season, I was like, oh, well, you know, let's get a parallel to <laughs> Jed dying. 
to 113 and yeah. we it with bed with and it literally with happened i was like what but, yeah oh God, like this and that's, that's how you know a ship is going to be good is if the two actors are just like so they're, they're friends and they're yeah they're besties and they just work so well together like yes. like danielle and aria as well like they're just mm -hmm. so beautiful on screen the chemistry yeah. is just incredible like and then that's the same with with uh ben like and leo too just you know chris and yeah. Arnold, like it just and not every show has that like where yeah. there's so oh, much chemistry and i mean obviously um rebecca and luke had great chemistry yeah. They're married, yeah. <laughs> but that oh, doesn't God. always translate well on screen with couples and for them it did it was they were also so much fun to watch together because like she hadn't seen some like I sent her the drawings so she could see but like she hadn't seen him in the costumes and like and so it was she was, oh you know it was very fun to play yeah. that up for them yeah seeing them on the screen oh. yeah yeah they were oh my god yeah we were um, very lucky with a lot of good chemistry on the show no but jed and uh ben had become one like one of my favorite things to watch the entire this entire season yeah, actually, yeah. like i was very glad that we at least got the little hammock moment of them um because so much of their story for the finale was cut yeah yeah they talked about and they did a life days ago Ben and Zane, and they talked about their scenes they got cut. Yeah, and it was just really nice that we at least had the hammock moment. So yeah. we got to end like their note on a very happy one. Um, yeah, their their hammock the hammock yeah. scene was in the in the um, promo too for the finale. Yeah. So we yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I like, hope it's in there. Too. Us specifically, we got everything that we like basically wanted for the finale we got really good hand in scenes we got really good ben jeb scenes like we were just like yeah okay <laughs> yeah we good <laughs> you know no seriously like i was like i'm, I'm fine i'm good i'm content um to yeah. uh, make some is got her um, lizzie and mg i did i did get my lizzie and mg because yeah. i've been fighting for them since season one and i was just <laughs> I was struggling out here. I was like the last Mizzy shipper out here. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for Liz and Ethan to hit it off. What's going to happen? I, I was expecting, I wanted Lizzie and Jen, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, mean, I wanted Maya and Finch, so. Uh, oh, I wanted Maya and Finch too. Oh. I wanted that. <laughs> um, yeah, real hard. <laughs> They're they're canon off screen. Heavy, you know, like, yeah, they're canon off screen. We we my infinity in season five that was totally happening, but that was in my own brain. No exactly, not in my own brain as a fan. That, that was happening in our brain too. That yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like for us, Hannah's like in a long distance relationship right now. It's bad. Everything like, is okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to see Maya at the um, you know, memorial, uh, but yeah. I mean, thank goodness for her success. She was had a whole end of season arc on Grey's Anatomy. But in my own mind, if 
Yeah. She had been there. It was like, oh, and then Finch would have gone and consoled her. Yeah. Oh, because Josie was off with Penelope. We got that confirmation. She was in Belgium. So, you know, then. <laughs> well, it was, like, it was like definitely hinted about the Penelope part. Um, yeah. But, right. like, then there was Finch, poor Finch, who was just like, waiting for Josie. Like, Maya comforted oh. her, too. <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. was, the one thing I loved about, like, her scene with um, Hope at the beginning so um, was that we got a little closure there with Finch, like, starting to come into her own. And then, yes, with Jed was just so. Scene, no, listen, you know, that gave me freaking chills. I was like, and love different she loses no that we were done we were like bawling yeah. her eyes oh yeah i Meg, i was there for that scene too it oh, was wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god and, but there there were some other finch moments that were subtle but powerful that i do wish like had gotten to be in the final bit of it yeah and, of the costumes are really great too yeah. <laughs> um, you know well, we yeah. we've got what we needed yeah, yeah. we're always so good like they were just so finched like I don't so yeah. finched, yes yeah, I, I never she was the other one I would say like if you like I don't dress like her naturally but like on the inside I do if that makes any yeah. sense at all mm -hmm. um and I would say there was definitely a period in my early 20s where I very much dressed like her. And so after Cleo, she's the one that I then kind of relate to the most um, that I felt like I just got what she would do and why she wears the things she did. And she always just skated by that you know uniform sense as much as humanly possible and rebelled where she could and you know she's the character that she never just wore something as it came you know like she always just did something to it to make it more finch and so I think I've said this before, where like before each of her fittings, like I would just take some of the stuff and start fucking it up. Like I would yeah. just holes in even on her, like I cut it and do different things then just so that it would feel more truly Finch. And so that's just kind of, you know, how I related to her design wise. Yeah, I mean, I've never met a character who, like, literally is made with that, like, with the outfits. Like, her outfits are specifically made for her. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, just seeing her once again, because, like, when she first came into the Salvatore school, she felt like she couldn't fit in because of, like, how she was. To then realize there's other werewolves like her, to then kind of be hinted of her being an alpha later on, because, once again, Dad is not a werewolf anymore. He's going to be living all yeah. this, you know? Love of his life to see her. I wanted, I really wanted, really wanted to know if she would be like an alpha for this role. So like yeah. five. Can you just imagine like how an alpha Finch would dress? Oh, well, and that's like slowly where I was trying to take her. Where you know before she was like kind of when she started out the show in season three, she had a powerfulness to her. But then like when she came to the Salvatore School, she's kind of like making herself small in a lot of yeah. ways. And um you know, in understanding that, but then also seeing how 
her character was transitioning slowly into this alpha role that I like I was trying to bring that power into her clothes and having her like slowly start to stand out from the pack and slowly take on that alpha sense and so you know where you see her at the end she's just so very you didn't get to see some of those costumes so very you know very badass, very in charge, very yeah, like definitely alpha. And yeah, like you can so. you can see it. You can see when I'm um, in four nineteen where they had to fight with the gods and she was between, you know, Ben and Jed and she was like, We have more important things to do, such as, you know, people that's here that can live. So let's get on. Like she was telling an alpha to do yeah. his role. So like you really get to see like how like she's like she's not afraid to speak her mind. And even with challenging him and you know, when she came with the pull outfit, like it was totally on brand for her to like take it because I, I thought it was hinting it before and I was like oh what does she become alpha like and then it, it rest assured you it does happen I feel like Jed has happen. also had like an ups and downs with being alpha like especially since season one like um especially after he beat the crap out of Landon and you know and like because that was what, right after Roth had like beat them the fuck up like he was like he was just like whatever but um. I don't know it's just like seeing like those two stories like somebody who's like never thought that she would become that kind of like authority figure in a way to somebody like who has always thought that's what he needed to be to him not being that and then her being that it's just like it's amazing it's a great like way in the friendship as well too they're able to like collide like that so yeah yeah I mean I always feel like it was kind of a challenge with Jet because once again Season one, he was, you know, like somebody that took advantage of, you know, the like the other packs of like his homework and making it seem like no one should essentially be questioning him to then have his position be taken away from, you know, Ralph and like to never really see it mentioned again until like he just picked it up because, you know, Ralph was obviously dying. And then to kind of see that he's more like he has more to him than just the pack. And you see it in season four to where you're like, you know, he's uh, he's grown just being an alpha. He has so much to do, so much to explore. Therefore, it made sense for him to outgrow that position and embrace who he really is and then have, you know, you know, Finch embrace who she really is, which is a strong leader. So it's kind of a nice fourth I've seen. Yeah. And where they were building for season five with them was really quite lovely in that way, too, of his importance just taking on a different role with Ben and, you know, all the possibilities. Okay, is do you not want me to ask that question about the outfit? There was no, I well, I, okay, so oh. I, had t- I had told you I talked to Amino, oh, yeah, like a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if you remember when we talked to you last, you said there was an outfit that you guys had fought for. Did she ever get to wear it? Yes, she did. She so told me, you- she said it was like something with like, and she said overalls. I oh okay that was another outfit that we fought okay that's what she fought. said but she wasn't really uh, so she wasn't really like you know obviously she didn't know what we talked about and everything so yeah she yeah there were two we got one of them at least <laughs> um so the outfit that she wears when uh caleb takes her to atlanta is the girl yeah. dress Ooh. um that was one that we had fought for for a little while and finally got in um, there we go yeah. Ooh, that was, okay, we nope. got it. But there was this beautiful uh, 
like royal blue, we dyed it this color, royal blue, um, overall corduroy uh, little jumpsuit thing that was just gorgeous. And we tried so hard. We tried oh. every which way in combination. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. But eh, we loved it. <laughs> it happened. That's all that mattered. <laughs> but yeah, Long she had said something about that. Um, so... It was nice to talk to her. She's such a, she's so sweet. She's literally one of the sweetest, like, uh, and we get to meet her in December, so it's going to be a, yes, a great time. Yes. Yeah. Oh, in December. Where, is the, like, like, where does that take place in December? It's in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's December 3rd. 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 The downtown right like we're, we're gonna be there december 3rd to december 6th okay. well, no, december no it's november, november yeah 1st. november like december 1st to november yeah. 3rd, december 6th yeah, yeah. So we're gonna come there early to explore we make a go trip yeah. <laughs> we are very excited we we're like oh they were like happen to be in atlanta then too so yes please we come oh, from oh, around yeah. the world yeah listen <laughs> yeah I am literally driving down that Wednesday. It's going to take me 12 hours to get there, but I'm going to, like, I'd rather do that than fly. I don't really like flying, flying as it is. I'm, I'm going to fly. I'm I'm gonna fly. I know, Vince, Vince coming from Brazil, so you kind of have one. to. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have, I have to fly. I mean, I'm Atlanta airport is, woo. Oh, God. So I, I understand where you're coming from is. <laughs> Oh we were very God. excited though. We uh we we were like this gold rush event. They've been doing these a bunch of these things, you know. It's how we got to talk to Danielle the first time, how I got to talk to Ben. Um and we were like, how cool would it be if they did like an in-person event? And literally like the next day they announced the super squad con and we were like, Okay, we and so we bought it, we bought the tickets and we were like, We're going, we're impulsively doing it. Impulsively bought, impulsively bought. No, it was like last yeah, minute, we were like, We're doing it. Yeah, so like, how do I get a free ticket to this? <laughs> Please, we gotta put you in talk with Gold Rush. <laughs> and we're part of Legacy, so like, you know, Gold Rush would be like it's gonna be a fun time, you know, like um, <laughs> we have a bunch of people like yeah, uh, I mean Danielle, Ben's and, gonna uh, be there, Danielle's gonna Danny, be there, Leo, Jenny's gonna be there, yeah, Riley. yeah, Bianca's gonna be there. Oh, Bianca, no, I don't. I think Bianca, Bianca's yeah. coming too. Bianca's yeah, coming there. Coming. Yeah, yeah, and Leo. So, well. So basically, we're gonna be, like, if you see us, if you do come, we're going to be running around trying to yeah. get places. I mean, it's going to be like, they, they expanded to Friday so we can get time. So I'm not running on the first floor. I just need Aria to come. Aria, please come out to the door. We're waiting for Aria, the, our little like, ghost. Like, I need him to talk about what, what he would like to see in Super Bowl. I need Aria to come. I just need Aria to come. But I'm going to be fighting my Aria rights behind the scenes like this. <laughs> So, but yeah, it's, yes. So we're gonna be go, we're gonna be in Atlanta in um, in December. So it's gonna be a lot a of fun. Trip around that same time, let yeah. us know. <laughs> oh, I will be in Atlanta at that time. Oh, good. Oh, okay, cool. good. Cool. Sounds good. I was like, when is it? <laughs> when is it? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about Super Squad Con. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, okay, so the next question is, if you could dress Landon this season or in season five, what style would you approach for him? Oh. Another robbery. 
Oh, no. It, well, so ah, it's a very loaded question because, I, you know, I had ideas. Aria had ideas, but we also didn't know, like, exactly where things were going or, like, we had an idea of where things were going, but we didn't know um, maybe some of the backstory of it or exactly the clear direction that it was headed in. And so, it was, there were a number of different ways um, that it could go, um, but at the very base of it, you know, Landon as Landon, he's a simple guy. Like, he doesn't come for money. To him, clothes are just a necessary thing to not be naked. Um, he's not someone who like spends a lot of time thinking about and caring about clothes, he has a lot more important things to tend to. And I feel like where he was going with the ferryman it, it is also the same thing. In that way, did I want to get to change his clothes more? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I did think there, you know, I was wanting to start to evolve his style into where his role was taking into more account of the like Lynn Hades aspect of the ferryman and you know where we were with the gods and things of that nature and and moving kind of in that direction with him but it was also like where are we going with this where how is this evolving um and so how neutral do we want to make his clothes or how you know is because he is losing this part of his humanity, does his look become more important to the ferryman? And so it's, it was, you know, there are a lot of different ways of playing it. Um, Arya and I were like, we'll see where it goes in season five, but like we're excited for the possibility to do some different things. I can only imagine him coming in and be like, oh, here we go. Same okay, thing. Okay, Let's so, do it. Let's okay, do it. Okay. But honestly, <laughs> how excited was he to be in the janitor's outfit because it was a change of clothes? <laughs> he, he was like, wait, I could have changed this whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Arya said. <laughs> and I was oh like, God. right? Right? But I was like, but no, you can't because we even, we did bring that up and it was like, no, 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 no. He's just putting it on over. He still has everything else on underneath. Oh my God. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, the mindset where it's like, but I could have put something else on. <laughs> yeah. Might not have been able to take anything off, but layers could, they could continue just piling up. So, so as Ferryman, he was able to add this layer of this cool hoodie jacket. Yeah, he was cool. We, we actually have a question about that. We have it at the oh, yeah. We can ask it now. Yeah. Go for it. We're um, here. With, yeah. with his hoodie zipped up, was mm -hmm. that uh, telling of like his emotions? Like, was that tied to his emotions because he was kind of like enclosed? We were talking about that as like a little bit of a protection kind of thing or like a, you know, being closed off. inside. Yeah. But at the same time, honestly, it gets really cold out at night. And yeah. You know, you know, like, you know, because we were there. There's the emotional side, but then there's the practical side too. We were there watching Limbo film for 
404 for you. And um, and it was cold. <laughs> we didn't. And that was like when it was still warm out. I mean, oh, right. I I I got the kid like actual heated um, thermal underwear to wear, <laughs> like fabric <laughs> and all. And in our base, like when we were talking about, okay, we finally get to give you something extra. What is going to be the best that like? in the summertime, we can like chop off everything else underneath it. So it's not 50 layers, but in the wintertime, it is the 50 layers to keep you warm. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's why we, one of the reasons why we really loved the, you know, like hoodie jacket that he got into because we could chop everything off underneath or have all of the layers for the warmth. So. <laughs> Because we were like, God only knows, it could be three more seasons if you're just wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Aria. <laughs> just... Oh my God, Aria was out here with two outfit changes, three, maybe? Three. Oh my God. He hadn't even told me this. Like, here, part of his shoes, like, came undone. And I was like, Aria, we would have oh given you other shoes. Like, you <laughs> told me. And so he has new <laughs> shoes for the finale. I was like, the ferryman's getting some new shoes too. Oh, God. <laughs> He's like, he won't get shoes in limbo, so we got to make this work. He's not his shoes talking. Let me tell you, they weren't cheap. And that was on purpose. <laughs> he, was a, he was a material. Because I was like, if he's not going to tell me when these things wear through, I'm going to get him some really expensive shoes so I know they're going to last. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. Look at your landing budget probably wasn't completely spent. So <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was truly just the warming stuff every episode, yeah. getting him like oh warming clothes and things of that nature. Um, or then having to find more of the jeans on eBay because, like, they got ruined when we sent them out for cleaning and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the, the budget for the last episode was astronomical compared to the rest of it because we didn't know if we were coming back. We didn't know when we were coming back. We didn't know when we, if we were coming back how much time will have passed. Um, and so with how the supply chain has been, we needed to make sure we had enough multiples on hand so that we, if he didn't need to wear this for three more years, we had enough of it. Right. So, yeah. Four years. <laughs> Since we're on the land inspection, if we ever got a season five, what kind of couples um, slash clothing or jewelry would you like to give Candon? I don't know that you guys are going to like this answer. Oh, God. Oh. Well, Go ahead. To me, <laughs> at least for season five, it felt that they were moving in very different directions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure... I really hope I'm not speaking out of turn here because I feel like I read that Danielle did say this in an interview, um, but it was something she and I had talked about in a fitting where like they're in different places and that, you know, 
there will always be this love that they have for each other. And maybe at some point in the future, they would be coming together again. But um, so much of the show had been about the two of them as a couple that Mm -hmm. in season five, depending on where and how it was, like, it was probably going to be something where it's they're each finding their way on their own and what Mm -hmm. else is out there, especially given what Landon had to give up, you know, and his emotions and, you know, that love. And so it what it definitely hand in wise, there might be like nods to their friendship, but I wouldn't say as an actual couple, um, unless Brett was like, hey Jen, they're a couple again. Obviously they would do it. <laughs> but, um yeah. We had always kind of figured that they would spend part of time apart anyways because they yeah. did yeah. that. But they it was always it kind of like they needed to spend time apart without being in relationships with other people because exactly. they to work on themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It, I said yeah. that. I was like, if yeah. if if they don't put hope with it with Landon at the end, I'm like, please make her a single woman because and, yeah, yeah, which was very much wanted that as well. Like she wanted that space for hope to just yeah to breathe yeah and navigate. Putting her, her putting her in another relationship just like negates everything that all the growth that all the growth had gone through. She also just worked so hard to deal with the grief of her father throughout yeah. the series. That like if we were moving forward, it's like okay, she's come to peace with all of that now. Yeah. What does Who that am I now? Yeah. You know? And it is that kind of like she's now the tribrid. She's now this. She's gotten over the grief. She doesn't have landed. There, there are so many other things for her to like just yeah. Work forward more than just, so much more important yeah. than just a relationship and, and that was also something that um kind of everyone talked about with Finch as well um that because Josie was gone is making sure that like she as a character was just so much more than their relationship yeah um, and showing and that yeah and people was like i was like oh hope only got with on person the whole show but like there's hope hope is never the type of person that goes from one relationship to another to another to another well she was closed off so for her to open up to Linda cussed a lot she wouldn't keep doing it Mel also said like in so many interviews that it to have two people who feel the way they do about each other but are able to live separate lives and eventually come back together stronger like like they're two magnets like you know there's something beautiful about the fact that these two people can live different lives but then eventually come back together and i feel like for hope and Landon's jersey uh, journey that's what they needed is yeah to yeah do like that. hope needs to have her like backpack yeah. through your yeah yeah that's yeah. yeah. kind of thing yeah. <laughs> we have been talking yeah. about this like we wanted this storyline for season two after mm-hmm. she come back from Malivar and everything. And yeah. then just being being friends and finding this way. And this is how we think that they would go and see after season five and for forward. Like, like we know that they're eventually gonna live happily, not happily yeah. together. Yeah, but they needed the time. At some point somewhere together. <laughs> but they have a feeling beyond that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
but like there's always that, peace yeah exactly. yeah and, but having that growth first is definitely yeah what they needed their time too yeah yeah, yeah. Out. and i think brett had said this in an interview but that you know that first love kind of world of it like and that we don't always end up with our first love but like they at least got to have one of the best outcomes of a first love that anyone can you know most of us don't look back on our first love like I've come to a good place in happiness with my first love and, you know, breakups are never easy and stuff, but like, we're cool with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everyone can say that. And I think like, if Hope and Landon, at least for now, couldn't be together, it is of the very best way to like, yes. beautifully respect because both their characters, but also their relationship. Because it's not because they don't want to be together. It's not because of of any of that. Like there's hatred or anything. It's literally because they're life. on a path yeah. that is pulling them in a different direction for now. And yeah. The like good of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> needed yeah. it, you know. Danielle had said this in an interview, and this is like one of I I love that she had said this. She said that. Um, her and Arya, Arya have come to the point where it's like both Hope and Landon are at the point where they're both comfortable Equal. with where yeah. they are yeah. and with their powers and that's what the relationship between Hope and Landon really needed it and I was like yep yeah because that was a point I mean that was a whole plot in like what season two ish but I mean it makes sense though because in season five once again Landon is he just in a frame for like two days so you really need to see how he's going to handle it and plus like earning his emotions back or how it works or if you know due to ken's curse being gone does you know the the you know the rules that lynn told him still apply so like there's still so much stuff for him to do besides just being hope's love interest that can be explored and you know her growing into her own person than just being you know uh more so i mean you know grieving her dad that hope has been a love interest to literally every person on the show yeah yeah literally oh like that girl needs some breathing room Literally. <laughs> that's yeah. another thing they had said when they brought Ethan and Maya in in Please season two. When Julie, oh when Julie did an interview, Julie did an interview where she's like, and like Daniel was like, everybody has a crush on Hope. And like, it's literally like, I mean, who wouldn't? But like, at this fair, point, fair, but fair still, enough. The girl needs to breathe. Just yeah. like but, we yeah. wanted, like we wanted this and we wanted like a whole breather in season four. But now since Landon has a new spectrum as well, season five is more so them more so building again on a, um, by themselves so when they come together it makes more sense yeah so can I tell you guys a little thing just on a fan level of me um in it was hour 412 when hope is in limbo with him and I gave the writers a hard time I was like so she's in limbo now so they could actually, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't even talk about it because. I didn't. They. Oh. Just right. right? <laughs> Just think. I mean, good thing we're not the only one thinking it because I was like, well, I mean, he can't melt. These are, melt. this is me and I. He can't melt. Nightmare. He can't melt. I mean. He can't melt. <laughs> She can't count him if he's already dead. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. 
Six, there's they another said, robbery. They said we're gonna give you three kisses and call it. Yeah, we Good are waiting. We I, mean, what, what, I mean, well, hope Kate Cannonwise, hope does come. Listen, at some point, season five, she will come to limbo or she yes. will revamp him up there. No, but I'm telling him. Landon made a joke with Danielle and I about how like virginal hope is compared to everyone else on the show. Like, <laughs> Jed and Ben have known each other for like two seconds and yeah, woo, yeah. you know, got, got the God, the God who said God, yeah. God be. Um, so. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ben, this is how we get but, down? But like, but, like, I mean, Landon can come up to the real world now. Yeah. You just have to summon him? I, no. She, I mean. We want to see on screen. That's what we <laughs> Come on, Ben. We have yeah. to That was, that's that's like, um, that was my, my hand in hang up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Friends with benefits, too, you know. Yes. We were, no, we were the, waiting, the, but she that, said, "Just not be a stranger." I was like, "He's not going to be a stranger, honey. I can yeah, promise like, you that." Hope, where do you think he's going to be? He's literally going to be waiting for the next summon. That is hope summon. So, but you know what's funny is that I rewatched um, the finale, right? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that yes, he doesn't have emotions on Earth plane. So in the beginning, when he was giving Ethan, you know, a drink, his picture of hope was by the drinks he comes yeah. back it's on the desk and i was like landon you just carrying that picture everywhere with you yeah it's just <laughs> so carrying down that jacket get up landon get up please but yeah no and then this what i love i love the scene with klaus like that was like I, one, uh, of, uh, one of my favorite God. scenes but what got Ever. me like i was already bawling my eyes out because the whole klaus thing but the hand on the cheek I was like, yeah. I like, I was done when he was like stroking her hair. I was yeah, he was like uh, stroking it was, her hair. It was bad because like even though he doesn't have emotions, he was. But he could not stop touching her. her. He, he could, could not stop touching her. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, he he knew okay. he had to get his fill up before yeah. he go back home. He knew he had to get the hands because he's gonna get back home and he can't get them. But guys, we show you, we show you all through Carlos like the hand is jumping out. <laughs> <laughs> It's on a daily basis. It's that shell of love in a different kind of way. Yeah. That is their love going deeper than just a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. They care for each other so much. Yeah. Yeah. And the extra, like, layer to that scene is, you know, Joseph hadn't filmed that scene yet. Yeah, Danielle told us. You know, and so that just shows how good of actors she and Arya are, you know, because they just were able to summon that off of a blank, you know, sheet. Oh my God. They, she, that tear. Oh, I thought it was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, that's uh, like, I just, that's at this that's point, like, at this point, Danielle cries. I'm gone. I don't no, like, you don't. Gone. Uh, we were all like, my crew and I, like, because of how everything worked out, I was actually able to be down there when the finale played. And so I had them over to my place and we were watching it. And also with um, Bonnie, the line producer, who, I mean, she's been in the TVD universe for forever. And mm-hmm. so it just, all of us were like, <laughs> 
So, and I mean, like, we've, heard yeah. it. we've read that script so many times. We yeah. watched it being filmed, you know, like we've seen the cuts, like, and it still gets us too. Yeah. We have been waiting when for the- so long for Hope to have this closure with her dad. Yeah. And finally, like, get over this survival and it was it was done so perfectly too like it was it was just like joseph was in the performance of his life yeah and (laughs) and his he he brought it all he brought it it. and even Even he said he added like a few like lines yeah he added in a few lines and keep in mind he hasn't played this character since like 2018 yeah 2018 and it was filmed in Toronto. Literally. Yeah. Just in a quickly taking him aside from filming his other stuff with yeah. um, Michael Alwitz, the director, traveled up there and, you know, they they shot it and, you know, it it just all came together and everyone was so happy. It was beautiful. That, it was it. Beautiful. that was probably one of the most beautiful scenes of the finale. Yeah. 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 And then hoping bringing his ashes was beautiful too yeah that scene too yeah yeah oh yeah okay before we now let's leave the hand and the hand and talk <laughs> <laughs> well, no actually we're actually we're it getting right back to it back to hand and it's You're getting back um it's so, hand and weekly so. yeah, yeah oh yeah we, we were keeping it we we're keeping it cute because you know hand and, um okay so hope was wearing a green shirt i think yes. it was technically what 414 but 418 for us mm-hmm. was some was it for you know the mask lady's eyes because she just saw him in the episode before? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it. To of you course, <laughs> totally the intention, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, she just left him. I mean, she yeah, just left him. Not, yeah, it was her yearning that she just totally see. It's bad for us, man. It's bad the for us. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last, the last two seasons where like they weren't like together. No, no, really. seriously, it's 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 bad that it's bad that we had like a a, a what's it called a theme of if Hope's hair is straight or to a certain diagonal, it means laying his back. <laughs> it means yeah. If she, if her makeup is is darker, it's because he's still gone. This is oh like after he left, he was like this emo like, Yeah. This is this is who we are. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. I I love it. like for the most part, you guys are usually 100 percent on. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't give us that credit. But I don't want to say anything, but we kind of sometimes that delusional. The, um, the land in, in ashes and 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 we stuff like that. Did. So. We did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did we just be guessing? Or did... <laughs> we just know these sick? characters very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you, you pay attention, but in a um, realistic sense. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was that was that was amazing. I do yeah, have I mean, a, a a question about Hope. I had text I had texted you about this. I was like about like one of her necklaces. Yes. So Which we one? see her put the Michelson necklaces on back yep. in the finale. Yes. Where's the wishbone necklace? Uh, th- we both felt that she had moved on from that. I I gave her the option, but I was like, I kind of feel like it's been played out. 
She felt like it had been played out. We felt like it was a good place to move forward and on mm-hmm. and make space for something else. For yeah. Something else. That scene was so brutal because oh, see how Danielle grew. Danielle from season oh. one, Danielle from season five. Uh, like, there was a, there's an edit that showed like Danielle in like the first like two episodes or something yeah, like that of the series. So much. And it's like her walking into a room with the, with the, with her first like uniform. Yeah. And then it cuts to Danielle in the finale wearing the, what it is now. And it's like the growth that this woman has had. It's just like amazing. Oh, it's like she's literally grown up in front of our eyes. And you know, yeah. you know she has. Yeah. She has been playing Hope since she's 17. Now she's 22, yeah. I think. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. How do I want to be able to talk to her without crying next week? <laughs> no, Sunday, Sunday's going to be so bad for us. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, we're, we're going to try to contain if she can contain herself first because she bombarded yeah, she us last time. <laughs> what? Last time we talked to her, she uh, instantly knew who we were. Uh-huh. Um, so it was very like not like. It, it took us by surprise. She was like, I know who you guys are. You're the hand I... And we're like, Wait one I was second. like, huh? <laughs> I didn't even get a chance. To, I came in and was so confused because I turned my camera on and she already mm-hmm. was like, hey, wait. And I'm like, huh? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> so, yeah, um, hopefully, you know, we can contain ourselves and not cry. But I think the last question is about her black dress in the finale that was only shown beautiful. for seven seconds, but it was so beautiful. <laughs> um, that was the shock of my life that we got it approved. I it was beautiful. It was. I mean, it was amazing. Um, and we're like, we're just going for it. We're we're putting it out there. We're helping. We're trying, and we got it. And we were ever so happy because it was just so to us. It was like a this is where she's going. You know, this is her evolving and moving forward and um it it, even though it was a memorial it was still very badass you know and we did have another like we had two other options that we we loved on her in different ways um and we totally could have seen them being somewhere else in season five had we had one um but like that just felt it's just so powerful you know and it gave her such a presence just immediately you know she stands out from everyone else which is oh, yeah she did what is always supposed to be happening for her you know she's the lead she's you're supposed to notice her yeah. and yeah we also felt like we got to make that happen for um the last scene with her in the uniform um, yeah. where again it was her evolving and um you know if she had to be in the uniform again it was this hope in uniform and how she would do it and you know it was really lovely um when we found it like when when it came together and she was like it, it was her favorite iteration of school uniform and I was really very glad that we got to have that for her, you know, since it did end up being the end that we were able to bring it to that. It was very full circle. 
yeah, yeah, well, yeah but in a good way instead yeah. of yeah. taking it backwards it was a moving it forward moving forward yeah yeah way okay. um, and I just love Danielle so much oh, that, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely relate yeah i could i can imagine like danielle and brett talk, talked about like season finally have like a five-year time jump how hope would be in five years like oh god in five years and handing it to another together yeah anyways um <laughs> bro, bro. Yeah. we survived bro. two seasons we survived two seasons we, yeah you know, we, technically we yeah we did two seasons of landing not even being Oh, Last time we were right. happy was like three or five. How much four. of a time jump was it really going to be if Kronos was involved? It could have been anything, honestly. Oh, the way, the way um, it ended, it could have been so many possibilities. Yeah. But the, the prevalent talk was, you know, like five years in the future so that people were more appropriately aged. <laughs> Yeah, please. Hope didn't even have a birthday party. People don't even know her age. I'm like, she's probably yeah. 20. Probably 19 or 20. No, we talked about this, though, that the fact that twins had two birthday parties and Hope hasn't had a single one. Is there even a canon birthday for Landon? Was, it, was that on his card? You don't even know what Landon's birthday is. Yeah. My my guess is Landon's birthday is about no, November 17th. Yeah, because it, it says it said a date on a card, and his card now I'm the 408. Well, because the Hope was created to balance Landon being created. Yeah. And if Sayla came out at six months pregnant, that means you would have to have that six month difference, which means if Hope was born in May, then Landon was probably born in November. Oh, wait, wait. So, wait. So wait, I thought that Landon was <laughs> Hope was made for Landon. Then wait, uh, yeah, Hope yeah, was, she, made, she was made to balance. Yeah, yeah. So it's just she was made to balance months. Landon. Yeah. Oh wow. See, she was literally made so to kill him. It's an interesting thing that she now she's the living and he is dead. Yeah, she was born like, to kill yeah. him. We, we have oh, wait, well, that's what he said it. to her. He said that to her, and when they were the goodbye, like there, she was like, he's like, you need to be the one who lives. Like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, well, and he, he said that he would be the one to always be left behind. Which can you not? <laughs> this is supposed to be a peace, a peaceful episode. Okay, but we that <laughs> back to that Hades Persephone thing. If Landon's supposed to take over Hades, is he's Hades? Then you have hope. As basically like your Persephone. Mm-hmm. I know you said that too, yeah, and I was I like, oh. that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my yeah, mythology brain just being like, okay, this is what I'm gonna slide into it. I need to this touch. I need do. to touch. We create like. Yeah, we just have to create some. Where... Yeah. It just has to be delusional to survive. <laughs> yeah. okay, it's okay. It's, I it's got my MG in Lizzie Endgame, so. They only I, have I mean, one. That's not delusional, though. That's not delusional, though. There's a le- there's a level of delusion. Is yeah, and um, <laughs> that's where. And goes. we got Caleb and Cleo, and we got Ben. Oh yeah, every yeah, yeah everybody really got together. Ben and yeah. everybody happy. Everybody but... happy. <laughs> but us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically, everybody else wasn't happy. I guess the hand was, so it's only yeah. fair. I don't care. They are together in like, I feel like two months. Us, I, d- like, I give them five months together. They, let's give it the five year time jump it deserves. <laughs> I don't five know. Years, five years, Landon will send 2,000 people to peace. 
and gain his <laughs> matter of fact, no. We 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 theorize some that only reason how Lanny can get his emotions back is if Jed and them go that they die. I think maybe they hold a piece of his his soul, but I think it's the more people he sends to peace, maybe he'll gain it back. So well, and then a lot of us were like, so where has Ken gone? Yeah. He and oh. what implication could that be for the future? Like, Ken, Ken better come back. Is it really that simple that? Are we thinking the same thing, Robin? Are we thinking the same thing? I say it. Say it. Say it. I mean, maybe, but I, my first and foremost, I was actually wondering about the significance of Hope wearing white. Killing him. Yeah. Ooh, the battle of good and evil. Wow. Mm. I mean, Hope-wise. lightness and darkness, and it's like. She still had the black shirt on underneath yeah. because she's still the badass hope that's the tribrid and she evolved. But she, she's never it's worn the of the moment. White has yeah. never been her color. And then Correct. who's saying that she's life and then Landon is death and she was wearing white and yeah, okay. Oh I was thinking what? also thinking about the fact that Ken still owes like hope boom. technically a boom. Oh, we should yeah. So and Aurora that he can only bring someone back to life if they deserve it. I mean, well, technically, Landon was going into a position of being Ferryman, so he would be coming back unless they're going to bring back Ethan. But technically, Ken could bring Landon back because Landon deserves it. But who's going to be the Ferryman then? Landon just got this role. He's got this job. They don't need a Ferryman. They just need... <laughs> this is this is our brains right now. We... We We, we, like, we, we, <laughs> they need a piggy bank and you just put it in. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, it's 1 a.m. I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> well, listen, that's my mind process when I go watch um, Legacies tonight. So, um, but yes, that was all of our questions. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> we got the rawness so, of us. Like, when we go on tangents about, like, I we ask it. a question, it's and it's like, we go on a tangent and we end with that. Yeah, it's mean, like, this I has mean, nothing we, to do with the question that we asked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> kept it together. We kept it together in the finale. Like, the finale review that we did for the, um, no, uh, 420. Like, mm-hmm. we kept it together. So, this was probably our most. The beginning yeah. was chaotic. The beginning, though, the pre-talks, yeah. we were, like, all, like, in freaking tears. And we were, like, yeah. because, listen, one calls. No, what I want to say, though, is when they played the um monologue at the like the um like the ending yeah the ending and as soon as she started speaking i was like i knew what it was and i was like yep that's when i was done i was was so rude brett was so rude for that (laughs) (laughs) like what is it's the attacks he knew what he was doing yeah the little change that she that she made about she thinks she was coming from a line of villains and now she thinks she doesn't that What's oh good? my god, stop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not cry. Every yeah, please. Yes, but um that was our lovely <laughs> discussion about season four clothing with Candon head cannons in it. We hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> thank you, Jennifer, for coming thank again. Yes, thank yes. you for talking with you ladies. And if you think of anything else in the future, yeah. no, no, because we keep will. saying like we need to know the story about this clothes, and we'd be like, no, we can't get Jennifer after the show's over. I know. I still we have like do this. I still have like weeks worth of things. <laughs> I need to yeah. Know.
We are all for it. Finding the time to do it. <laughs> and you'll eventually get to see what um, Kronos was going to wear. Oh, yeah. the robbery part 55. Yes. 